so excited about today's episode because we have my friend's friend Mads on. Uh, would you like to say hi, Mads? Welcome to the podcast. Yes. Hi, I'm so excited for this. <laughs> I'm literally so excited. We actually both recorded an episode on uh, your podcast, uh, Nirvana Art House. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, I love that conversation. And I actually got like so much feedback from that episode that we did together. It was um it was really good. We just like went off off on a tangent for so long and we just were like, what do we even call this episode? Because we just spoke about so much. Um literally but- when I was listening to it back, I, I got so much out of it too. <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking like today's pretty much gonna be the same thing. I'll probably like message you off to be like, what the fuck do we call this episode? Like seriously. Um <laughs> I'm really, I'm really excited to have you on. Just get to give a little context about how we know each other. It was maybe, maybe ten months ago we did a course together. God, time flies. Is it about ten months? Yeah, ago? yeah. I don't know. Yeah, even maybe you did it some a year ago. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I think it went on for about three months ish um and obviously it was like a weekly thing and we kind of just like connected on that and then we started like speaking outside of the course and then that just sort of developed and I've loved watching your life kind of like unfold like I genuinely think that you are such a like ballsy fearless like creative funny raw character and I just like (laughs) love it I just get so much inspo from you and I'm like I need a bit of medicine like I need I need more of that I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pick your brains onto like how you even got to like how you are today but yeah let's start with that give us a little bit of context as to who you are (laughs) what your life was like what it's like now like tell us who's Mads yes so I call myself an artist because I feel that it entails all like the bits and pieces um yeah I used to get really stressed when people were like what do you do and I'm like (laughs) like a paranoid kid of wanting to say one thing but not excluding the other side um and basically music and acting uh and and writing and poetry and all the things are just like easily just under the umbrella of artists so that's that and then Nirvana Nirvana Art House choose one for a form yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd I'd go into like appointments and the form would say occupation and my brain would be like, um, I don't want to be fucking weird, but I also <laughs> would just be like in my head about like which one to pick, like I can't choose, like I just love everything. I, I actually started doing this thing when I was a kid and I'd write rock star. Like I'd be at like a chiropractor appointment and it would be like occupation, I'd be like rock star. Like, oh my I just God, I started. I love that. <laughs> I'm like and also to get over the hump of like if people like oh oh, you wrote that I'm like I do this thing now where I purposely say that and I was saying this in my last episode because people can be very apologetic about being an artist or whatever and I'll just be like yeah yeah rock star and people are so funny like they they think I'm joking and then I'm like I'm not joking (laughs) And then they're like, oh, yeah. And then they believe you because you're like, oh, shit, she's serious. Yeah. That's so funny. You are serious. Like, that is you. This is what I love about you as well. And I feel like we're going to talk a lot about this, but you do have an insane self-confidence. And I know that you've worked to get there too. Like, I just know that the work that you do on yourself really sort of filters into 
exacerbating that self-confidence and that self-belief and the self-awareness that you have it all ties in together like it's no coincidence that this is all unfolding for you as it is um so when I was listening to your podcast your first episode gave a really sort of really great insight into who you are as a person your character what drives you and you said that you were someone who was always just really inquisitive always asking the questions always wanting to know more and and you also talked a lot about your trip to LA that was like really formative and you had the like balls to go there on your own and the people you met there and all of these things can you just give like maybe not the whole version of that story but like a a sort of like summary of that Mm -hmm. whole sort of timeline because I think it's really important to start off on that yeah I um I've traveled a lot I'd say ever since like I finished school I did go to LA um a bit when I was like 13 and 15 um but really like living back and forth since I was 18 but the the trip that I talked about mostly in that episode and like what you're referring to is hmm was it 2019 I don't know one of those trips where I was like living in a house of like entrepreneurs and like spiritual entrepreneurs and health people and all the things how did you get in there like how did you just stumble across this house yeah (laughs) such a synchronicity it came it came after a time where I had I had just gone through like intense trauma to be fair and I was so depressed and I was I was working with a producer at the time that was in LA and I could always go over there and work with him and it was one of those times because sometimes I'll plan my trips but a lot of the times it might be the night before or two nights before and this, it was a two nights before thing and then I'm like looking for accommodation and usually when I'm there it's like work work time for me like I don't want to be the energy of like the space and the environment that I stay in so important that I usually stay in like a studio apartment but I was craving something a bit different and I can't remember how I came across it honestly I came across this place and it um I was I remember it was before my 22nd birthday so I was 21 and I, yeah, I came across this place. Like it was such a synchronicity, obviously last minute. And it was by application only because you had to not be an influencer, but you had to be, you know, in, in the field of like health and wellness or something like that, or at least just, you know, wanting to be. So I applied for it and he got back to me and he was like, yep. And I remember because I was like getting on a flight and with the time changes and stuff like that, like it was very last minute. Like I was messaging him like at the airport and I was still like, I remember rocking up and they're like, oh yeah, like you're here. And I'm like, please just give me a freaking bed. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Please give me a room. please. Yeah. Like I just want to go to sleep and like, they don't understand that I've been like on a plane. Anyway, that was the most amazing, amazing journey for me. The, the, like what I learned and what I got from that community and that network was so like that filled up my cup so much more than I ever thought it would. I've always been identified as a bit of a lone wolf or to like heal privately or whatever. 
but to have that community was amazing. And then obviously I was going to the studio most days to record my music. And instead of just coming back to like an apartment by myself, I was with people where we were going deep into like breath work and spiritual practices and, and uh, cold ocean swims in the morning and gold gym and like, just like all the things that I just love and having that those people with me was so amazing. And there were so many um, healers there, which I had, yeah really amazing experiences with and had visions of like my future and my past and that's kind of how Nirvana Art House was birthed in that um particular vision when I was living in Venice at that time yeah it's honestly it's really sick um okay so I love your Instagram I love your Nirvana Art House Instagram as well and the stuff that you post and it's always very raw and real and it's not in that whole I mean there's definitely there's definitely people that I just film themselves crying for like I don't know what like out or something I don't know and I'm like how are you literally just crying your eyes out and then you've thought to set up a camera like I actually like don't get it but like yours I remember I remember talking about this with my mentor and I was like because she she put up a real vet crying once and I remember being like I mean I've done enough shadow work to not cringe at it but I've just been like how are people pulling out a camera like I cry all the time if I was pulling out a, it just didn't feel right but yeah. the, the footage of me and it was like that was a challenge for me to be seen especially because I'm people know me they know I cry I'm not afraid yeah. to cry yeah. and it does feel weird to pull it out but that particular video I, in Hawaii I was crying I actually was feeling very sensitive and I put out the camera and I was recording and I think I was actually going to I was going to talk and post a reel yeah. but then I actually was just sitting there and I wasn't trying to cry for the camera it doesn't take me much but everything that was coming up for me, I anchored into my actual body and my breath and I just started crying. And I was like, oh, oh well, there's a bit of content that's literally not for. Literally, I loved it. <laughs> and you could you could tell as well. And I want to ask you about that trip to Hawaii. Um, it's, it is funny because <laughs> I think about, you know, when you're, I don't know, you, I, I, I see things on Instagram that, where they're like, oh, a year ago I was like this and I did the work on myself. And then now I'm like this. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, it's so cool. Like, almost like documenting your evolution I'm like why didn't I do that I was crying for like two years straight like what the fuck <laughs> video of me crying <laughs> yeah like I so agree I I think about that all the time I'm like oh why aren't people especially coaches they might even shield a bit of like their vulnerabilities as well and for me I, I mean I love the whole Brene Brown thing of like leading with vulnerability and that's something that I want to, you know, not just position myself as someone that's got it all together because I fucking don't um, and not hide that and just post something here and there again and be like, oh, hey, by the way, like I'm I'm going through this shit. Like I'm great in this area, but in this area, I'm actually fucking retarded. Yeah. And showing <laughs> that the, the, the growing, the healing, the working on yourself, it never stops. And you're never going to just be like... Mm -hmm healed and completely this like it always and it comes in cycles and then mm -hmm. there's a new ego death and then there's a new dark night of the soul and then mm -hmm. there's all these things they keep going because if we're not evolving what what's happening like we need to evolve yeah yeah exactly so 
talking of that Hawaii trip, um, so while you were there, you posted that a light has been shone on an area that you still needed to heal. And I was wondering, <laughs> maybe share a little bit on what that was. Oh my God. Yeah, this is super vulnerable for me, but it feels safe to kind of doing in a non-solo episode as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely um willing to go there. So I I mean I brought it up and if you listen to any of my fucking music, if you listen to Siamese twins, it's I I've said it openly. I've definitely struggled with abandonment wounds and anxious attachment and just um even a bit of dissociation from my body and especially when it comes to love it's it's it can be really hard for me to be vulnerable be in my body and open my heart and really really speak my needs and my truths and I don't know if you were following along when I was over there but I I met a when people are calling in manifestation, sometimes you you manifest parts of your manifestation. And I didn't manifest my my soulmate, but I manifest this jungle boy. And it's not about him. It's about me, which is why I love this story, because yeah. sometimes people make it more about them. And it's like, no, 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 no. This isn't about them. It's about how this is, what this is healing in you. Yeah. And I met this jungle. I mean, I just call him this jungle boy. Funny story. He's actually like from New Jersey. Like he's not even Hawaiian, but he <laughs> looks totally Hawaiian. <laughs> um, and it, it wasn't just him either, but it was the 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 girlfriends that I met over there and they were how they were able to hold me in what I was experiencing through that, that kind of sisterhood connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I met him and um just had like a really beautiful um experience with him where I like I didn't hold back anything that I was saying. I was really, which I mean, I don't do, but when it comes to like that, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't even put it into words. It, it was the most healing connection ever. Mm-hmm. And I really surrendered and allowed myself to like be unraveled in the moment. And then I allowed myself to, um, be scared and and like let him know like hey I'm really like scared about this yeah. if you guys know what yeah where I'm going and and um the conversation and me how far I've come in what I'm attracted to it was yeah. just so powerful for me to see and how the like the not even just respect I can manifest respect in men but the level of depth and the 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 level of and I manifest this to my friends I talk about this with my guy friends all the time about the masculine needing to be safe for the feminine and in my friendships with men I feel and especially with my best friend like I always tell him his name's Jazzy he's such a bath to me he is the masculine bath and I'm the feminine water that flows within that bath and I know that I can go to him and feel safe in the craziest meltdown if I have an insecurity that he's abandoning me or he hates me like I'm allowed to do that and I feel totally safe and seen and um not dismissed in that and that's what I have in my friendships with men but when it comes to the romantic element I've manifested a bit of in the past a bit of avoidance around that uh fear of conflict 
breadcrumb kind of vibes and obviously any avoidant tendencies make the anxious feel more unsafe so I've noticed I just noticed myself with the jungle boy <laughs> me just calling him jungle boy how how I felt how I felt safe with him and how I allowed myself to go there and express how I was like really really feeling because there was like a level of safety there and it was nothing about um wanting a like long-term thing with him or anything like that but it was the most healing experience of how I've upgraded and up leveled what I'm going to manifest in love in connections in any connections really like that safety and how I was able to surrender because I do get a voice in my head is yeah especially with men that's just like this is just gonna fuck you up (laughs) I just want to touch on a couple of points with that so firstly just to give context for people that are listening um you are a singer you are would you are you in a band or are the boys that are traveling with you your musicians like the boys I so the the boys are are youtubers turned djs so they tour but I'll also come along with them and we've released a song together so we've performed together but yeah so I'm not in a band I'm solo yeah you're solo okay so anyone that looking from the outside you're you're like super confident you hang out with loads of boys you're like one of the boys you've gone traveling Mm. with boys you do all the kind of stuff you like and it looks like you can keep up with them like they're doing some crazy shit like when you went to Vegas you were doing like I watched that YouTube I was like oh my (laughs) gosh (laughs) like really really (laughs) but um it is very Mm. different energy being friends with the boys and being one of the boys and then Mm. romantic and intimate partnerships with men um very different so it's really nice that you just touched Mm. on that and talking about or describing a relationship with a guy your best friend as the bath and you being the water that flows in the bath Mm. I fucking love that Mm. talking to my friend on a podcast episode literally a couple of days ago we're talking about how in relationships all a woman really needs wants to feel is safe in a relationship to feel that she can surrender and be held Mm -hmm. and all of those things and you Mm -hmm. say as you've grown you realize what you're attracted to has totally changed I completely resonate with that like what I was once looking for and attracted to I almost it's so far removed Mm -hmm. I'm attracted to now I care so much more about Mm -hmm. how in a person's presence how real and raw I can be and how real and raw they can be and what is actually true and authentic rather than how something looks and I always check in with my body and my own nervous system and go like how do how does my body feel around this person how do I honestly like because your body never lies like do I feel safe or am I nervous do I feel like I need to impress this person or can I be real like those things are paramount I was just about to mention the nervous set is it nervous system factor and and the fact that my friendships with men have totally healed the romantic side of things and I've said that to them and it it makes sense if you're in in the friendship you understand how much I've gotten gotten over guys that I've liked by being in these relationships because I'm like actually getting what I, I obviously they're not meeting all my needs because they're just friends but I'm getting my needs met and getting that safety from them that then I look at the flings 
because I've also never had anything long-term. I look at the the people that I've liked in the past or had things with or whatever, and I'm like, wow, you as a friend have totally healed whatever was in that because now in the future, if I, I know what, what men can be like as your best friend. And a lot of that is more than <laughs> breadcrumbs yeah. that some people will give you. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't even experience that. Like it doesn't even, and I noticed with with my friendships, how open I am to express my insecurities, um, whatever I'm projecting onto them, because I realize a lot of it is is my own abandonment stuff coming up Mm. and in relationships. If I was to bring that up, it, it just wasn't communicated healthily. Like it wasn't dealt with. It was just like completely it, I need what I know what I need. And it's someone that's willing to, and this is like, in my poetry book, but it's someone that's willing to untangle my complexities. So whenever I feel unsafety, when my complexities come up or whatever it is, and I'm, I'm, I, I want to surrender to being untangled and I feel resistance on my end or their end and the nervous system check-in, I'm like, mm, I don't think this is going to work. If, if you yeah. want to sweep this under the rug, this, yeah. if you can't go there, and it's a lot about how far they've gone there within themselves. So how deep someone's gone within themselves, they, they can't meet me where they haven't met themselves. So that's really, really important with me. I could not attract Dropkick, who I attracted when, and Dropkick's one of my songs I wrote when I was like 17. But like him, for example, we like we are not an energetic match. We never, ever, ever, ever could be ever again because he... he, he I mean, not making this about him. I'm just going to say it about anyone. <laughs> because, but anyone that's not met, meeting themselves or trying to meet themselves or trying go trying to go try are uh, trying to go deep with themselves, it's just not going to fucking work. Because I'm just going to I'm just you're going to feel like I'm poking at you because I'm a deep person. And you're going to feel fucking attacked so much. I'm gonna, you're going to feel like I'm just like going. That's not true. Like like just so. <laughs> like yeah I get it I get it I get it um I sometimes I just talk and my friends get triggered and I'm like oh sorry I was just talking about myself yeah and they're like why inner child stuff blah 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 I'm like oh shit sorry yeah no I totally get it and like you said like you can have so many relationships that look really different they don't have to be romantic relationships like I've been single for three years and I literally have made so many really close guy friends that I can be really open with and all this stuff that like we can just end it at friends like it doesn't have to be like anything more we can just have a beautiful relationship and then that means I can have multiple beautiful relationships with people because Mm -hmm. we're real and raw it doesn't always have to extend into romantic it doesn't always have to be like boyfriend material you can just appreciate yeah like who they are Uh, yeah and I definitely have a few friends that are guys that I'm like oh my god sometimes I and sometimes I'm like oh my god I'm obsessed with you but I see behind the scenes so I'm like I never ever ever gonna happen like no way but I'm still like oh my god I'm actually obsessed with you yeah um not like my best 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 ones um because yeah like completely no but (laughs) there are some that I'm like oh yeah but like I know and respect myself enough that I'm like that is just like treading dangerous and it's not gonna work out come on yeah 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 no okay and you actually get to know them 
And and that's the other thing. Sometimes people don't get to know people first. A hundred percent. Like that getting to, well, this is so layered, right? Because getting to know someone is first of all, takes so long because there are so many layers to mm. it. And like you said before, and it's one of my favorite sayings, you can only meet someone as far as they've met themselves. And how can you know someone truly if they don't know themselves? So step one is you need to be interacting with someone who actually has a pretty good idea of who they are. And doing the work on myself, as you have too, like I know how much work that fucking takes. Like I've done this for years and years and I still haven't met myself in every level. So it's like, ah, you know? So I feel like Mm. that's one aspect of it. And then it does, and people change and grow all the time and sometimes it sometimes you've known someone for 10 years and then you see a totally different part of them in a good way or a bad way so that is always an ever changing and ever evolving process I feel yeah a hundred percent okay so you are a coach you've done so much of your own personal development and stuff and I love seeing you with your with your clients and the things that you post up so you have been doing workshops in teaching people about their shadows so I want to get your take on it what is shadow work and how do you identify if a shadow is playing out yes so the first thing with shadow work is I see it as it's just like an analogy. I made up this analogy that I like do in my um, master classes and stuff like that. But I see it, of course, I've made it like music related. I see it as this giant mixer with every single aspect on it, like every aspect that exists in the collective. And an aspect might be, I mean, any anything, whatever, a trait, bitch. Um, and then uh, kind, whatever it is, there's every, like there's a dial for everything. And basically it's just knowing that all those aspects, the law of oneness, like they all exist within you. So they're just dialed up or dialed down and they're really un, un like underexpressed or overexpressed or not balanced, or it's not even about being balanced because example, say I have my flirty dial or whatever, and that's an aspect that I might deny and it's turned all the way down or it's an aspect that's turned all the way up, it doesn't necessarily always need to be in the middle. Like if I'm going to talk, if I'm going to go to an, an aged care home and talk to old people for an hour, like do, do I need to have it on? Like, no. So it's not about like, do you know what I mean? Like, am I talking to my dad with my, like, with, with my like freaking flirty dial? Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's like you don't need everything all the time, but you just turn it up and down when you need it. Like, like it's just it's so funny because balance is just such a weird thing I'm gonna turn that shit up when I need it turn it down when it's appropriate um I'm very crazy my crazy dial is is all the way up it's very expressed and it can be overexpressed at times um and underexpressed at other times but if I'm in a waiting room and it's like serious shit maybe I turn that shit down a bit and that doesn't mean it's not balanced it's just about having and 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 accepting that we're one, what we see in other people exists within us. It's, it exists in the collective. Basically, it's just all about, yeah, the law of oneness and the law of duality, which exists, they coexist together. Um, yeah, I'm so passionate about shadow work. And knowing if a shadow is playing out, that's like a very complex thing that I'd, I'd speak an hour about. Um, but there's, there's certain ways to, uh, I mean, the easiest way is if you get triggered by something in someone else, 
it's it either den denial, suppression, repression, or um, reject rejection of that within yourself. So that's an invitation for you to dive deeper. And also, if you're inspired by someone that you don't identify with, maybe she is so confident, she is so um, healthy, she is so whatever, they're also aspects that is giving you, it is shining light on, on where you want to move. So that's also a shadow invitation and they're called positive projections because they're obviously more positive and shadow work isn't just dark stuff. Like it's also embodying like the best version of yourself. So seeing those aspects that you do want to integrate into your life and that you're not and then you dive into the patterns and all those things yeah I, I love those things that was really good watch this podcast right and they were talking the guy was talking about the book of oneness and he was talking about the book of Ra and how this whole concept comes from the channeling that people spent years on from this Ra on the other side and that, that he like gave all these like life lessons and everything like basically gave all these like downloads about the universe and I was like oh my god I need to read that book um but it's in my Amazon basket and I'm like oh my god I think I'm sure I'm saying it but, right I'm sure it's the book of Ra like I'll send you maybe you're like I don't know you'll probably find yeah it. I definitely check it out I mean that's just so there's different there's different universal laws and one of them is the law of oneness so it's obviously a book on focusing on that law alone yeah. a lot of what people focus on in manifestation yeah. is just the law of attraction but yeah. there's so many like there's countless there's also the law of duality so you know that's where the contradiction comes in and you want to be using all the laws at once the law of vibration the law of um there's a law of gender like there's so many different ones and it's like you know using them and it's a dance all together the law of oneness is um yeah basically saying we're all connected and like there's so many studies on this it's not just like a woo thing it's it, I, I mean i'm gonna butcher the fucking science behind it but uh, there's evidence scientifically of like one atom being connected to another atom or whatever it is like on yeah. the other side of the world like everyone's connected yeah and I think it's also encompassing not just currently on this earth with everything on the earth but it's also encompassing all the different dimensions and all the different past lives mm -hmm. and all the things and it, it does get quite complex but like you said it's about the atoms like when you totally break down what we all are we are these little vibrating balls of energy that are so fucking tiny and mm -hmm. that is we are completely connected through mm -hmm. I think the concept that is hardest for me personally to grasp is like the connection between time and space I'm like I can get it on like a physical mm. model on the earth, but the time and space and all that is so, but then knowing all this stuff about how our subconscious stores things and, you know, doing so much past life, work, I'm like, I fully mm. it. like it's fully available to us and mm. real. And as you say, completely backed by science. Reading a lot about like quantum physics and stuff like that. I'm just obsessed with it and I'm fascinated by it, but when it comes to like, yeah putting it into words yourself like I can still be like baffled and with time it's so funny there's there's a book um called a happy little pocket full of money or a happy pocket full of money I can't remember and it's so amazing it has so many quantum physics like references around time and how you are only experiencing a certain time when you're focusing on that certain time and I'm like oh my god that is so fucking true and it gives this analogy that I don't even remember what it was but basically 
like there's a version of me right now on a different timeline doing yeah. a different thing yeah. like there's one drinking orange juice and then decided to like go out tonight and then there's one me one of me doing the podcast and then in and when it comes to manifesting your dream life you're just tapping into that timeline yeah there's so many different options of how your life can play out I think that's why I find um going to a psychic so like challenging because I'm always mm. I'm always like so drawn to like just wanting to go and like get a reading but then I'm just so aware mm. of how times like timelines can shift and they always have that clause anyway like oh I'm reading your energy in the moment like that could change <laughs> yes like, oh, I had this conversation <laughs> with someone last night uh, yeah they were just like what do you believe in them like and I'm like here's the thing like yes 100% and I this is coming from someone that used to rely on psychic guidance and I don't anymore, even though like they'd give me the good one, the, the, the good, the good shit anyway. Um, but I don't do that anymore, although I still love seeing them. And I've been pulled towards seeing one lately as well. Um, but yeah, I've been angry at psychics when they're like, yeah, you, this person's going to be your boyfriend or whatever. And then they don't. And then you're like, but I thought you said and it's like they're tapping into a certain energy at the time. And on saying that, like, I mean, I always think about this, you know what? especially I... the last two psychics. No, you go. Sorry, you go. Yeah. <laughs> the last two psychics I saw told me I was going to end up with my best friend. And I went home and cried to dad about it because I'm like, no, 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 no. And now I can laugh about it because I'm like, oh, they're just tapping into an energy of closeness and they're saying that's a path. So I'm just seeing it as like, oh, yeah, sure, on a different timeline, yeah. that could yeah. maybe be a thing. But, like, they're tapping into an energy, which is, like, that's not the reality right now. Yeah, I feel like it's really interesting to um, reflect on how you respond to sessions because, like, once upon a time when I would go to a psychic, I would be so heavily reliant on what they were going to tell me and be mm. so bad or so hopeful if it was good and, like, really kind of be like, oh, my God, well, this must be the truth. But that was when I was in a very vulnerable and not very self-empowered state. So mm. I relied very heavily on it. And mm. then I went to a psychic, um, it was like two months ago or something. And she was telling me stuff and I was able to, in that moment, discern whether or not I agreed with it or not, like in real time. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, mm. you're like, okay, well, I'll take that or I won't. I'm not going to hang my hat on that, blah, blah, blah. And um, she was like, oh, you're you're going to meet like the love of your life. Like you're going to meet the 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 sky, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, like, and he's coming very soon. And I was like, how soon? She was like, you're meeting within the next eight weeks. And when she said that, I just literally knew that that wasn't true. Like, because I felt in my heart, like, no, that's not, that's just, I don't know. Why? I just, I just, no, because that I just, could be a you thing. No, no, but I just like, was like, I don't know. And then anyway, eight weeks is well gone. This was like fucking three months ago. And, um, <laughs> and I was just like, no, nah, because I'm not ready. Like I, and I just, I don't know. I just knew. Hmm um but I do still feel all things like that but yeah like okay yeah maybe it could have been true but I was just like mm, I don't know I'm not gonna be like oh I'll write that in my diary that I'm definitely gonna meet this man by then but yeah I believe like multiple truths exist at once so I totally feel you and believe you because you were like no I'm not ready it didn't happen 
but you could have chosen it's all a choice and that's the thing with sidekicks like it's all a choice like you could have chosen in that moment to like get excited about it and just decide yeah okay that's true repelling it because I was like I don't want a boyfriend I was like I don't want one yeah I know I know right not the right time for me at all so I was like oh no it's not happening not in eight weeks like fuck (laughs) yeah I I used to be and like years ago it's so funny because I was having this conversation last night I was super codependent with a psychic on like on a psychic I see her sometimes I see her every week like literally mm-hmm. um but I think there is and and you know amazing psychics are amazing and a lot of the time they will give that that little disclaimer or whatever talk to you because it is their responsibility especially knowing when people are coming to you and knowing that they can be quite codependent on you to be like hey um you can create anything that you want I'm tapping into like the current energies um yeah. And that's why people can joke about, you know, psychics being vague. And it's like, well, they're being vague sometimes because they're seeing some things and they also want to make sure that um, they're working with your ego and where it's at. Yeah. So, so they, yeah, like it, it is such a sensitive thing. But, it's, yeah, it's so yeah. funny looking back at my days of like always going and like wanting to know like, I don't know, just about boy shit as well. It's I so know. funny. And it's but... always, it always comes from that clingy lack energy. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like when you like heal through that, you're like, I don't need to know why I'm seeing <laughs> everywhere. Like, let it go. <laughs> yeah. Last time I saw one, I was like upset about like the boy I was with. And I didn't see her for that. But obviously, I brought it up because like she could feel it. And she was like, she said, she said in March, as in like March last year, it would have been, she's like, when it comes to March, you're going to be laughing about him. Like, you're actually going to be like, oh, what the hell? And I could not see it. I was blowing my eyes about it. I was like, but you're bad at me, like all this stuff. It came to March. Wait, what the hell? I feel like it was earlier. And I was literally cracking up about it. And I messaged her. I'm like, hey, I'm literally laughing about it, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah, no, sure that is a good little story. Okay, so what would you say is the deepest work you've ever done on yourself? Ooh. <laughs> oh man, 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 man. Um I could go so many places with this. I I've done I've literally gone through so much with myself. I I went through with, with my body with with certain trauma healing healing sexual stuff healing eating disorder stuff my relationship with my body that was like that's something that I feel like I'm only hitting a tipping point now really of like absolutely having a healthy relationship that's massive but underneath that I guess like a lot of a lot of anger a lot of anger, a lot of deep, like, yeah, like sadness and grief that's like been stuck in my body. And, and, and yeah, the anger really manifested in a lot of things. Um, So yeah, I guess, I mean, when I, when I started getting deep into shadow work shit, that's, that's when things started really popping Um, because yeah, it, I, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but I, did I answer that right I kind of gave like, I mean, like a lot of answers 
Yeah, so you're, you basically answered with the biggest things that you have faced in healing, but what has been mm -hmm. the most, I guess my question is what has been the most successful modality or um, learning, like what, what kind of has helped you the most? Has it been books? Has it been breath? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Therapy, like what? That is funny because I could say one thing, but it really is all tied together. And like, even when I'm working with clients and stuff, I won't just work with the subconscious mind. Um, I won't just work with energetics or just somatic work because obviously like, you know, like with trauma and with things like you need to clear it from your subconscious mind. You need to do the mind work. You need to do the energetic work. You need to do the, obviously belief work that's mind stuff subconscious stuff but then your body as well and the somatic stuff and then on the flip side of that it's like you you don't want to just do somatic work and then have a shit mindset um so it's all so linked and I've once I wrote down every every modality that I've tried um just because I wanted to see and I've really dived into like hundreds of different things and they've all helped different points of my journey like you know I love kinesiology I mean, that does encompass a lot of the moving pieces, 100%. But just everything, like everything, I'll really like tune into, yeah, I, I'll tune into myself with at different at different stages to see kind of, and I'll go through different phases with things yeah. because it's not possibly, possible for me to have, um, do every single practice every single day because I was in that state once and it takes 12 hours a day. Yeah. So... Yeah, I really tune into making sure that I'm looking after my mind, um, my energy, my my body physically, like exercise is of, like really important as well. Like just like maintenance things like that. And like, no, like obviously you, you don't want to do all this shit and then like all this self-help stuff and then eat like shit, not move your body. Like there's certain like principles that I just do no matter what I I wake up and as soon as I open my eyes, I do a stream of consciousness and like journal, like writing is very healing for me, but I kind of like love doing all the things like my, my body needs to be involved, my mind, my, my energy um, and artistic practices, like art, being in like doing art shit, doing anything is, is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk to you about confidence because I think that is such an mm -hmm. interesting topic and you know you do seem like quite a confident person for me it's taken a lot to build genuine confidence within myself and for me personally I feel like the more real and honest um I was with myself and the more trusting I became of myself by keeping the promises I make to myself it built confidence. It built my internal confidence. And then mm -hmm. I needed less and less any validation from the outside externally and was able mm -hmm. to much more validate myself from the inside. What does confidence mean to you? And how do people who are lacking confidence gain confidence or mm -hmm. build on their confidence authentically, not just faking it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's... Yeah, there's so many places I can go. I love how you already mentioned one of the top things that I, I would dive into is keeping promises to yourself. Like that's that's the main thing. 
And I just had a download yesterday. I'm going to do a masterclass on this called uh, Behind the Scenes because I think it is all about what you do behind the scenes and what a lot of people don't see in me and don't know about me unless you're very close to me and you see the behind the scenes. I experience confidence because I experience so much like non-confidence. Like I, I have to work. I've, I, I'm not going to say I have to work for it because, but I've had to work towards self-belief. And that to me is a lot about what I'm doing behind the scenes. And um, oh, I had a good point, but it just slipped my mind. The, the, what was one, what was your last bit on that? The, oh yeah. Yeah. So it's so funny because I actually like, I mean, I'm all the love languages, but I really do crave words of affirmation. So that's something that I've had to really, really, really work on giving myself. And when you see, it's so easy to like be down in the dumps about confidence if you don't feel confident because you might be looking at other people and you're you're looking at other people and you're, you're seeing their confidence, but you also don't see behind the scenes. And, um, people that know me, uh, like might meet me like first up, they wouldn't really guess a lot of things. I even saw a healer the other day who like I've known for years and she was so surprised what came up in our session because she, she didn't expect the insecurity because she's like, Oh, you show up so confidently. I didn't expect this kind of baby energy. If you're really close to me, you'll see that I do have that where yeah. I'm a little baby energy a lot of the time. And a hundred percent. And like, she's like, I just didn't expect that because you're doing this and you're doing this and you're showing up. And I'm like, yes, like, <laughs> like, but there's that baby inside of me. And a, a few years ago, my kinesiologist, my kinesiologist asked me to say out loud. Um, this was maybe three, four years ago, maybe a bit longer. She asked me to say out loud, I am proud of myself. And I could not say it without feeling sick. I, I was, I couldn't say it. I was choking. My throat chakra would be fucking choking. I'm not exaggerating. I was bawling my eyes out and she made that be my task. Every day I wrote down, I'm proud of myself because, and I give this to clients because I'm attracting, I attract clients that have struggled with this as well, which I'm, I'm so passionate about. I, I, forced myself to write I'm proud of myself because xyz I would never ever allow myself to do that I would never ever allow myself to celebrate anything and I remember I decided to do that with every song release do like a dinner party or buy myself flowers or something it felt like the most icky disgusting thing like why am I celebrating myself because just because of this blah 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 celebration is really integration and you know keeping the promise to yourself and then celebrating like the little wins the big wins um I was very like this isn't enough like what's next okay cool I've done that what's next since I was like a little kid so saying yeah saying I'm proud of myself and being seen in that and seeing myself in that and even lately I mean I'll connect to my inner child and just have my hand on my heart and just like talk to her and be like fuck, I'm actually so proud of you. Um, even with, with little, I don't know, abandonment wounds that pop up here and there, it's like a fucking whack-a-mole. I'm just like fucking whacking that shit down. And then I connect to my inner child and I'm like, fuck, I'm actually so proud of how far you've come and how 
regulated you feel in something that once felt so dysregulating? That's a very long answer, but... When we look at our wounds and we look at the things that we find hard or challenging, like the example of you saying that you find it hard to say that you're proud of yourself, when we know and do the work like we do... Not anymore. (laughs) No, no, yeah, yeah, not anymore. We know that a lot of that is likely to, if not definitely, stemmed from from childhood. When you look back at Mm -hmm. that, can you pinpoint anything that influenced that feeling of just like, no, I can't be proud of myself. Yes. So funny. I had this conversation the other day with one of the the lady that I I had an energy healing from who is actually one of my teachers. I've done her qualifications. And she was the one that was like, I'm really surprised this came up for you. And there's a lot of memories, but I've always um, (laughs) wanted to be good at things. And I found it easy to be good at a lot of things like school and stuff when I was young. And I remember, this is just one memory, but obviously there's lots of memories. And if you haven't done um, like a healing session with me or Steph or or anyone, it will be interesting to hear how these memories help you heal your shit. But I I have a memory that is, uh, it's not new. I've thought about it for years, but when I was a kid, once we were watching 60 Minutes and there was like a child prodigy on 60 Minutes. And obviously, I, I mum didn't say anything. No one said anything bad. They were, I think my mum was like, wow, like awesome. Like you could be like that. And I, that moment, I was like, I want to be a child fucking prodigy. I want to be a child. So I thought that my career was over. And I still struggle with this. And I'm like only 25, but I wanted it all when I was 13. I'm glad I didn't because I wouldn't have been able to handle it. But I thought what my achievements with with television stuff when I was young was like, I was glad, but I thought like it wasn't a big deal. I didn't, and I look back, I'm like, oh my God, that's actually a fucking big deal. What the fuck? But I had this thing in my head that, I just, yeah, like very, very competitive with myself, like so competitive with myself um, in so many areas. And, yeah, when it came to my kinesiologist obviously picking this up because she'd say stuff like, wow, that's awesome, you've done that, and I'll just be like getting so angry and I get, I, I like I said, like anger's my, like, my reaction. I get so angry. I'm like, no, it's, who fucking cares? Like it's not enough. Like it's not enough. It's not enough. And she'd like, tell me that you're proud of yourself. And I was like, like whole body tense. Back then, anger manifested in my belly, totally bloated, manifested in my skin, acne, like so much like just like tense grr energy and like just like, yeah, self-hatred really. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's amazing how these like little throwaway comments or these <laughs> random things that we see online, like uh, not online on TV. I, when I look back to, or go back into loads of inner child stuff, the scenes that I go to, yeah, some are extreme, but some are so fucking seemingly trivial. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why is this thing? I know, I know. Random. Um, okay, so... You mentioned before uh, love languages. 
right you just kind of just like mm-hmm. really rushed over like what your love language is it what your love language is so mm-hmm. let's dive into this a little bit because a I want to know your love languages but b I cannot figure mine out and I'd kind of like you to help mm-hmm. me figure it out because I don't really it's not something that I do yeah about at all like I don't talk really about love languages and stuff like that or really even attachment styles like yeah it does come up a bit but I'm not like you know and I've read the books or whatever but yeah so first off what are yours and how did you pick one because I feel like all of them are so relevant yeah so what there's five of them right so you can there is a love language quiz you can do online but I can do that a few times and and get different answers because I really that's why I, I joked about being all of them. There's words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. I'm literally all of them, yeah. but I know I crave words of affirmation. And I know this because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, obviously I just fucking know. But I've manifested because of my own test of, like, needing to validate myself and give myself words of affirmation, which I couldn't do. I've definitely attracted, so funny, because I'm fucking crazy. I attract these men that are fucking so quiet I love it like so shy and like not that wordy complimentive not that and I'm just like Madison like I have to just tell you like my I would say words of affirmation is probably my fifth like my last one like I'm probably like yeah because I'm like I I give it to myself so I don't know I feel like that's maybe my last one and I attract the opposite. I attract people that constantly giving me words of affirmation. What do you attract? I'm like, okay, enough. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. I I attract and 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 with my parents as well. Like my dad, because we 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 attract a lot with our dad. Yeah. My dad is so funny because he is an actor service man. He's not a words of affirmation. Like I'll go and tell him that, like, I mean, if it's a massive thing, but sometimes I'll tell him a fucking massive thing and he'll be like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like a joke now because like he knows it triggers me, but like I'll text him or be like, not this, but this is an example. Hey, like got an audition and it went really well. And I did this and like, I just made 50 grand. He goes, sounds good. Dot. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it just kills me. So then I've attracted men that are more acts of service and not validating me with their words, which I love acts of service, but sometimes, yeah, like dad's an acts of service. Like he'll do, like he he does the things. Mum's acts of service as well. But I do love quality time and then words. Like I, I, I need to write songs about you. I want your words. Like I want to write poems about you. I want your words. Like tell me things tell me things like <laughs> yeah no I totally um, but, yeah let's go for all of them so um so we've covered words of affirmation so then you, you mentioned mm-hmm. service so your dad would do that's how he shows his love like that's his love language of showing love but that's not what you necessarily want yes yeah, so if you might have a boyfriend that might go and I don't know, like buy buy you flowers. Like he might not be like, oh my god, like yeah, you so amazing. Oh, gifts. Okay, gig. Yeah. Maybe he'll he'll you're out for the day, and then when you come back, he's like fixed your car or like that's I don't know. I can't think of yeah, anything that's, else. I would think acts of services like you just go and yeah. do shit for me, like, and it's like really helpful. And yeah, they might like 
oh, I put petrol in your car or, oh, I like. Yes, yes, yeah. Whatever, like, yeah. Yeah, like, and it's like thoughtful and it's like you've come home and they've like cooked you dinner or something. And it's like, oh, that's an act of service because like they're showing you. And that's, and a lot of people speak the love language that they want to receive. And that's why a lot of relationships, me talking about relationships is so fucking funny because like, it's not my strong point, but it's also what I'm good at talking about because I've dived into it for my fucking own self. But a lot of people will speak. That's why the relationships won't work because I want words of affirmation. And I'm telling you how amazing you are because I think that that's what you crave. And you're like, I don't really care if you think I'm beautiful, but I'm actually craving for you to like, just give me some physical touch, but you're not physically touching me, but I'm touching you like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think (laughs) as well, I do feel like your love language can change over time. I've definitely noticed that what I want has changed Mm -hmm. over time. But yeah, I feel like access service is probably one that is up there for me because I would like to know that you're about me and doing things that you think I would like I think that would probably be up there yeah next one is gifts and I do feel like gifts if you say your act mm-hmm. I feel like if you say your love language is gifts you just sound like a brax you're like buy me presents but it's not about that it's not about that it could be like the little things or like I don't know like leaving mm. a little or like you said like flowers or something but would you say that's high on yours or like what's your take on the gifts I think I was even thinking about this today because I I got sushi and then it like spilled in the back of my car and I like pulled the seat of my car and he and he what am I saying and I saw this little thing that a guy I was with got me like this just stupid I mean I could go into that story because that just whatever but I saw this thing and I remember I thought about it I'm like hmm he never really got me anything and like this is so bratty but it's not about that right and I was reflecting on it today. I'm like, oh, it would be nice if a guy was more thoughtful with gifts. Like I remember it's more, I like I like more like the poetry behind things. So I remember being horrified when one of my best friends told me her boyfriend, she, she unwrapped the Christmas present he got her before Christmas. And it was like a pair of vans. And I was just like, I would like, okay, this sounds freaking bratty, but it's, it's not, it's not about basically he, she she hates vans and it was just very thoughtless and I was just thinking like oh my god the thoughtlessness kills me like I don't want gifts for like whatever it is like it could be anything um boys tend to in my experience like they'll tend to give me gifts that are like practical and I find it really funny because I find it's like such a dad thing like if my dad's gonna buy something like he's not a shopper but he'll buy something practical so when a guy has like bought me something because I had the same thing that was like broken or something I'm like oh that's so funny like you're very you're giving a very practical gift but like what I would crave would be something like sentimental like if they know that I have worn long stripy socks since I was eight which I do and then like they go and like find these like patterned socks that are like stripy and they've got like they're very me I'm like oh my god like I just adore you rather than the flowers like sometimes flowers can be like and even just the way you pick flowers like are you picking flowers that embody me like or like quickly like these will do like yeah yeah and like the most guys that I've thought are the sweetest like even if they've bought me chocolate they've thought about me 
and they've thought about, oh, Mads likes organic, vegan quality stuff. Like they're not going to go and buy me a Kit Kat. And I think that's like, I just like the thoughtfulness behind it. Like I had this yeah. friend um, when I was like in my early 20s and he was so thoughtful with, with gifts and he was like a creative. He was in a band. He was a singer, blah, 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 blah. And um, he like these two gifts that really stand out. And I was like, oh my God, that is actually so nice because I know how many fucking hours went into this gift. And then I'm thinking, is mm-hmm. that a gift or is it an act of service? Because I feel like the gift was an act, act of service. So one of them like yeah. wrote me a song and like recorded it, the whole thing in a studio and then like gave it to me on an, iP- an, on an iPod. And it was like- the- That's- that's an access service gift yeah that's an access service gift yeah it must be and then he it's also words of affirmation yeah yeah oh true true and then he (laughs) he was an artist and he would sketch these drawings that looked exactly like photos so he like drew me it as this like really intense art piece and it looked just like me and it was on this like massive thing and it obviously took him like so many hours and I was just like oh my god mm-hmm. like and at the thought of him just staring at a photo <laughs> I was like yep love that when it comes to <laughs> art that would be my dream gift would be like art like yeah. if you've like written me a song a poem a painting like something that's like that I'm just like oh my god yeah and like that's why access service is so lovely because like you can just go and buy something but I remember when I was like up the coast in my van and I was like seeing one guy and he's just like the sweetest like he would just do all this random shit like like the gifts he would get me would make me melt and it would be like like my van would be like there'd be like a piece I'd need like a certain glue for my van and then I'd he'd be like oh I went to work and I bought you back this glue and I'm like oh my god that's the stuff that makes me melt yeah whereas the other boy he would he would just sometimes I mean yeah like I would go busking and sometimes guys would get me gifts and then he'd see that and then he'd go and get the same thing like and then I was like oh like it's just the energy about it like I could see that that was like a more of a jealousy thing and like doing it because you thought that I liked it I liked when I get this busking because I love the energy behind it it's not about the actual thing but when there's a cute energy and you and you're listening to like what the girl's saying and they like mention something like oh my god my freaking scrunchie I'm just saying that because I'm holding scrunchie like my scrunchie broke and then they like get you a scrunchie my heart just explodes like yeah, no, I totally, totally agree. So then what's the next one then? So words of affirmation, quality time. Okay, I I think that is up there because yeah. I want when we're together, like quality time. So what does quality actually mean to you personally? Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own idea of what quality Yes, is. I get triggered by this. Like, put your fucking phone away. Put the phone away. Put your fucking phone away. Yeah. And if we're messaging, and if like if we're mess, like even just like quality communication, like don't Snapchat me. I've deleted Snapchat. Don't fucking Snapchat me. If you're gonna message me, don't slide in my DMs. Like I, I got asked out the other day on a date. Um, I actually need to reply to him because I've unintentionally ghosted him. But he (laughs) asked my number. no I I know I know and I brought this up with my mentor as well I was like fuck I I need to up level my communication anyway I will get back to him because he's very sweet 
And it was so funny because part of what actually I say I craved directness and he was very direct and it actually frightened me a bit, Mm. which is funny because you can claim that you desire something and then it appears like a safe, vulnerable man who's putting himself out there and being direct and then you actually freak out, which is what happened with me. But he asked for my number instead of asking for my fucking, I don't know, to add me on Facebook or my Instagram. Like, one, it's kind of exciting to like not have each other's Instagram at first. So cool that you asked for my number and you decided yeah. to text me or call me or FaceTime me. Like, just be cute. Like, don't just be like, what's up? Or W-Y-D question mark. Like, oh, oh God, quality communication, so- quality time. Like, and, 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 and I get triggered with friends as well. If I'm going out for dinner with you, mm. like, even if you're a friend, I'm a, no, not... I don't know. It's tricky because like sometimes I'm literally with friends every night. So it's not always a thing, but like put your phone away. Like if I'm at your house, put your phone away. Like I want quality connection. I, I don't want that scattered energy like that. Um, Not scattered that like, un, you know what I'm saying? That like, yeah, like broken up, broken energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I, I literally experienced something so similar, like literally this week I was like, talking to this guy on on Instagram and like you know as you do you're just like chatting and then he I thought this was like so fucking mature and I was like so into it he was like look um I, I'm really like loving our conversation but like I'm at work and I just like for, I, like I don't want it to like end but I also like I'm at work and he was like can I just like get your number and like call you properly and like have a proper conversation and I was uh, like after work and I was like oh my god yeah totally that works so much better and um and then like he ended up calling me and we spoke on the phone for like two hours and it was like quality time it was like quality mm. conversation. I was, like, that is so much a maturer better like I feel like it was like mm. I keep saying quality but it was quality over just like fucking chatting on like text or dming it's like it's yeah. so well like replying like don't reply to my don't ask uh, like don't ask the hang like replying to a story like that is yeah. so annoying I'm not an energetic, I used to, and I talk about this with, I was talking about it with Jazzy the other day and I've talked about it with my other girlfriend. I used to get excited about fucking breadcrumbs. Like I'd get excited from, a, oh my God, he's Snapchatting me. I fucking deleted that shit because like I'm not an energetic match to be excited by a fucking breadcrumb anymore. So there's that. <laughs> No, I totally, totally. I get, I get very passionate about things. Yeah, I uh, totally, totally agree. I'm very much on the same page with you on that. It's just like, nah, that's just, yeah. Oh, fucking love that. Whoever came up with the term breadcrumbs, like that is the perfect word for what that is. It's literally brilliant. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, I say that all the time. Like it's always in my journal. I'm like, hey, are you slipping? Are you accepting breadcrumbs? Because yeah. you told yourself you wouldn't. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> What's the last one then again? Um uh physical touch. Uh okay. Okay, okay. I've got yeah. this one. Okay, you go first. Yeah, I I um yeah, like obviously I like this. Like I loved like when I was talking to Jungle Boy and stuff, he um he was just very cute with like little gestures, like on the shoulder, hand on the shoulder, hand on the back of the, like little things just fucking, it's just so cute. I love it. I love it. It's like very comforting. And it's like part of like the safety thing as well. Like if you're um, like, I crave safety from a male. So it's nice if they're, they're giving you that kind of safety via touch, I feel. 
yeah yeah no I totally agree I have this like I feel like I'm really bipolar with this one so like when it comes to like physical touch with it's just really fucking depends on the person like I love it when a guy like, <laughs> yeah. like confident and like like you said like touches you on the back and like when you're or like when you're walking or like mm-hmm. touch your hand or like touches or whatever I really really like that because it's like yeah I want you to like take charge on this and blah 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 and obviously if you're into the person like having sex with them and stuff is obviously great mm-hmm. but there's there's definitely a part of me and I feel like it's more in I'm trying to think of an example because like my family would describe me as not a touchy person like I'm not the person that will come mm-hmm. to the morning and like give them a long hug and like you know, I'm not that person. I don't know why. <laughs> and then like We're so funny because you go. <laughs> oh, you go. Are you like a big hugger? <laughs> like I meet people and I'm like, I go to hand, I they they go to shake my hand. I'm like, I go, I'm a hugger. Like that's my intro. And it's so funny because my best friend in LA, who's like my sister, Jazz. Like we laugh about the first time we met because she was quote unquote not physical. And I came, I went to live with her when I was 18 and I met her and I just, she said, she describes it as, cause I just went up and gave her a hug and she described it as like, I just like entered the house and was like, hi, like it's me. And I just like yeah. gave her a cuddle and she was like, oh my God, like, what is this? I actually, I'm very like, after seeing any friends, like at the end, like I hug and kiss them. Like even if I'm at home, if I'm leaving the house, like I hug and kiss my parents goodbye. Like I'm just very, I just, I love it. But I I still have that hard shell that I can see that you could have of being, yeah, you have- know, and that's why I love being a marshmallow. Yeah. No, like my friend, like, for instance, like my friend was round, um, she was visiting me from Australia and she is such a hugger. And she was hugging <laughs> my mom for like, 20 seconds like 20 slow seconds and I was like I'm fucking starting to sweat I was like guys I'm uncomfortable watching this like let each other go please like oh my god like <laughs> in saying that with 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 because I've got to heal more shit with the feminine rather than the masculine like yeah. with men with with the boys I can cuddle them in in bed at night when we're like having a sleepover like just as friends of um but with girls it's so funny because like one of my best friends, Steph, she's so touchy. Like if she sleeps in my bed, I turn into the get off, get off me. And with, with girls, even though she's like, like one of my bestest friends for years, she'll like put her cold ass feet on my legs and like, she'll like snuggle up to me. I'm like, can you move over? Like, it's so gross. But I, but she knows I secretly do love it. And I'm like secretly, like I do love hugging my best girlfriends, but yeah. sometimes I have to be in a vulnerable moment. Cause I have some friends that are like that, but with the boys, I find it so much easier to just like snuggle up to them and be like the little baby. That's um, but with girls, I can be a bit like. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly the part where I still fully cannot figure myself out because I just do not know what what I am in that area because like I said that exact friend that was like hugging my mom for 20 seconds and I was like oh please like get off like later that day we were watching a movie in my room and I was the one snuggling her and I was like oh let's get cozy like I just can't figure myself out <laughs> at all I think it like massively just depends on the mood like I don't know um yeah yeah 
So we've gone for way longer than we anticipated. So we are definitely going to have to do another episode. Thanks for coming on and I'll talk to you. Thank you for having me. Loved it.